Welcome to the NFT Now podcast. Every Wednesday, we speak with trailblazing artists, collectors, and technologists about how NFTs are redefining the creative economy and how you can be a part. I'm Sam Heisel. And I'm Matt Medved, and we're on a mission to empower the creators of culture. Welcome to the show. Alejandro, how are we doing today? Matt. Thanks for having me on the podcast once again. Excited to be here. Yeah, man. Well, I'm very excited because we have a very special guest on today. Uh, we have Corey Van Lu, who's uh, an incredible young artist um, who's had he's had a, a really well-deserved meteoric rise um, in the NFT space. Uh, whenever I see his art, I immediately know it's him. Striking imagery, uh, a really defined and unique color palette. Uh, and uh, some some motifs that that just really stick with you. Um, I am really excited to have him on the show today, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll be, we'll be able to hear a bit more about uh, what goes into his process. I'm excited, Corey. How's it going, man? Good to have you on. It's going great, bro. You know, things are moving fast now that I'm fully immersed in the metaverse. So, <laughs> things times moving quick. So, uh, I know things happening. <laughs> it's like it's like days feel like we like you know like what happens normally in the span of weeks happens in days what happens in days happens in hours it feels like february feels like years ago yeah it's almost like time has changed in in a sense uh, a minute yeah like you said a minute isn't a minute anymore <laughs> totally man well you know uh, big fan of your work. I know it was one of the ones that we posted to the Instagram kind of early on. And, you know, I, I actually remember, I think I was in, cl- in a clubhouse room originally when, um, when, how I became, when I became aware of your work. And, uh, you know, I, I was really struck by just how unique it is. Um, just some of the, some of the colors that you use, these like bright sort of like joyful colors that are, of course, like the motif of like the blue skin. Um, I'd love to hear a bit about um, how you sort of found your aesthetic and um, made made the leap into taking traditional materials into the NFT space. It all started. I was really frustrated with the traditional art world, and you know, me not getting getting any recognition. And my paintings were a lot darker color wise. I mean, there were still the blues, there were still the pinks, but the they were muted. They're a little darker than they are now. And what happened was I was tired of that, tired of being frustrated. And um, my brother, who I work with closely, he's, he's six years younger than me. Him and I were brainstorming in my studio, which at the time was my mother's garage, was trying to figure out what, how do I, how do I flip the script? Like, how do I give a, a more positive energy? Like, what's, what's, what's the move? And we both came up with that I needed to put good intentions with my artwork. And um, when we started looking back at the work that I previously put out, it, I mean, there was good intentions behind it, but it wasn't, it didn't look like there was good intentions behind it. The way the art was, there was like an angry person, you can tell. And so uh, I, I, I decided to, you know, paint things that made me happy and use colors that made me happy. And blue, I used it early on in my career as an artist, and it was... Um, it just, I don't know, it, it shows up a lot in my older works. And um, I always, I, ha- I made this painting a long time ago called Blue Faces. And uh, it was just like one face, one, one head with like three different faces attached to it. And it was a blue, you know, blue face. And I told myself back then I was going to make a series of art that was all, you know, blue characters. And 
we were in the middle of a pandemic about, you know, it was about this time last year when I, you know, started doing this. I think I needed something happy, something positive. And the colors that I chose, the pink, the blue, the yellow, uh, those were all like, you know, happy, like spring, like light, you know, positive colors. And so they just, that was like the main thing that they just made me happy. But um, if you want to want me to dive a little deeper, the blue is like the soul of, of us. It's like uh, we all have a soul inside of us and there's no color to that soul uh, that, that differs in between us. It's all blue. So there's no skin color that divides us. That was the main thing um, behind the blue is that there's no skin color that divides us. And that's our soul that I'm depicting on the canvas. The clothes being pink. Pink is like a, a positive color for me. and um, there's uh, been, you know, scientific studies behind the certain pink that I use. It's called drunk tank pink. And uh, there's a book written about it and the effects that it has on the human body in a positive way. And so um, that's why I use the pink that I use and then the yellow and then like the, all the other colors is just like all, all of them put together is like me singing on the canvas as a musician, you know, like I use them to sing. So that's like me making a music on the canvas. The way that I put it together is is like, I got the bass, which is like, you know, my teal. I got my, you know, my guitar, which is like my pink. Uh, I got my like, you know, yellow drums, you know, I don't know. I just, I, that's how I, that's how I look at it. <laughs> it is so striking. You know, like, yeah. I, I always, I always say, you're one of those artists that whenever your work crosses my feet, I don't even need to look at the name. You know, I, I already recognize it as yours. You know, I'd love to hear a bit more too. So like you, you kind of established this aesthetic you, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're really intentional about what colors and what materials you're using. How did you find your way into the NFT space? Through Twitter and SoundCloud rappers cover art, um, I had came across Ferocious and Ferocious had come across me. I don't know how that went, but we both started following each other because we were doing similar things with as artists. I, I noticed his work and him coming up and we were selling our artwork uh, through you know, our, our own websites and putting our own art on our merch and t-shirts and, and prints and all of that stuff. So we are doing kind of similar things and just kind of inspiring each other. I, I started to see him, uh, you know, sell NFTs and I was like, oh, what, I wonder what this is. And then a couple of his collectors started hitting me up and wanting me to get into the space. Um, one of them being DCL blogger, Maddie. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but he hit me up and said, I need to get on Super Rare. And he wanted to buy one of my you know, or buy some of my artwork as NFTs. And um, if, if I would be interested in that, and I was like, oh yeah, I've been hearing about this. So I might as well jump in if I got, you know, some sales already off the jump. And uh, that's what I did. He helped me get onboarded onto uh, Super Rare. I guess he knew somebody. So I got on Super Rare back in like October. Yeah, I've sold my first five pieces to him. And so he got lucky. He got like five pieces right off the jump. <laughs> and then... Um, that led to me like meeting Zaunted, um, you know, just meeting other collectors in the space um, just through Maddie uh, and, and knowing Ferocious. I think that was just seeing us interact online, got a collector's eyes. And that's how I just like dove in from there. Um, at first, I was kind of like iffy about NFTs. So it took me a little bit. But uh, once I hopped on Clubhouse and found the community, um, I was really hyped on it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fully immersed now. <laughs> I found my people. <laughs> That's so awesome, man. And I'm so happy to hear that you've had such a great success. And it's such a dope story, especially going into the transition that you did 
bringing the intentionality behind your artwork and really putting the soul into it and love the magenta color, like the pink, the science behind the pink and the blue story. That's really awesome. And I love how you got involved and creating serendipity in the internet. Right. Uh, with that said, like what advice do you have for artists looking to begin releasing their art as NFT in a meaningful way that doesn't lead to crickets? You feel your gut, you know, paint from your stomach, you know, don't think too much, grab the fucking paint and make a mess, man. Like just start painting. Uh, don't think too much. Um, everything that, all your inspiration should be right there, right in front of you. You shouldn't have to think too hard. It's all right there. Um, I, I like to say that God speaks through me and I'm just a vessel. So I just let God do it. I don't even try. If you try too hard, then, then you're trying, you know, like you're trying to do something. I just go like, just like when you have to vomit and you can't hold it back. I do the same thing with my with my paint. You know, I just let it come out because I can't hold it back. I love that you're using God in this sense, right? And because tech and God usually have these two different dichotomies or this tension. What does that intuition look like and feel like to you? What is it? Is it in your stomach? What is it a sense? Is it a feeling? Is it a, is it a spidey sense? What does that look like in your world? I like to say I get a tingle in the back of my head. I have my hair grown out right now, but I have a tattoo on the back of my head. It's like an eyeball. And uh, it's like right in that same, right where the eyeball is at. And um, I feel like when I feel that feeling, it's like a really good massage in the back of my head, right? When you feel these things, when you recognize these moments and us as artists, we, we practice this a lot because we're painting and we're doing repetitive things and we're repetitively letting God speak through us. So you have to recognize the feelings that when that is. And for me, the feeling is that tickle on the back of my brain. And that's when God's speaking through me. Is that, is that, I think that was that's powerful, I bro. That I, I love that. You, honestly, <laughs> as a man of faith myself, man, I, I love hearing when people speak about God and speaking of themselves as a vessel. What do you think, Maddie? Yeah, no, it, you know, and that, and that really ties in nicely to another question I had, which was, I'm, I'm always curious to hear uh, artists talk about their creative process. Like what gets you in the zone? Um, what, what gets you like, what gets sort of like your inspiration going? Um, you know, I, I, it's always different for artists and I love to hear um, those perspectives. So I'd, I'd love to hear it in your case. In aligning myself with the stars, I like to say, during the winter solstice, I, I'd like to say I created a lot of my most recent greatest works. Um, that was when I really like figured out my colorway and blue faces and how I was saying what I'm saying on the camp, how to like say what I want to say on the canvas. This past winter solstice, I took some acid and it was, you know, when all black people were supposed to get their superpowers, right? And I took acid the same night and I got my fucking superpowers um, and we're seeing it right now. And just more recently, uh, a few days ago was the first day of spring. So in between, I didn't take any acid. And that's just the second time that I've taken acid in the last, you know, six months or whatever. Now I, I've leveled up again. It, it, it took me to another realm of, you know, I, I feel like I went through a metamorphosis. And I have now um, this painting that I'm doing uh, currently for Jake Paul is going to say the most I've ever said on a canvas. Yeah, it's, it's me being Da Vinci. I'm a modern day Da Vinci. And I'm documenting time in my way and in a way that only I can do it. So 
I love that, Matt, and, and and thank you for taking us through there. You know, I think it's it's, it's super exciting. You're working with um, you know Jake Paul. Obviously, will we'll, you know gain a lot of exposure and new eyeballs on your work from that. I'd love to hear a bit about how that all came to be. I know that you've been really active on Clubhouse. That's actually how I discovered your work. Um, I know that you've been in in rooms with and getting attention from some of like the heavyweights on that platform, like John Legere, who's been on um, on Blau's work and, and my like, guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Paolo, obviously, you know, Jake Paul. So like, I'm yeah. just curious to hear a little bit about how the community on Clubhouse has has helped uh, amplify um, your artwork and then also like how this latest collaboration came to be. Yeah. So, you know, like I said earlier, I, I found my people, you know, it's nice to be around a lot of like-minded people and people that are, you know, willing to soak in knowledge. Usually I don't speak much, but lately I've been sharing my uh, message in my process and being more open and people are willing to listen and soak the knowledge so i'm willing to share usually i don't like to waste my breath on people that don't want to listen so um, clubhouse has given me a place to be open and I, I i don't mind being open when i get comfortable with and people are you know chill and i got my homies but uh, the big stages really like kind of scared me at first Long story short, I, an artist by the name of Zoe, oh man, I just forgot her last name. She's going to hate me, but Zoe, uh, she introduced Paolo to me because she followed my artwork and Paolo l- fell in love with my work and wanted to start, you know, helping me as he does with uh, a lot of women in the space and uh, with his banana milk uh, crew that he started. And basically what they do is build a golden bridge for people who maybe don't have a voice and give them a platform to have the voice. And that's kind of what happened with me. I spoke up in a room one day. He heard and a a lot of other people heard and I got put in the right place Uh, and and a few groups um, uh, helping out black artists that led to, you know, a couple phone calls here and there and and now Paolo is one of my really good friends and Farouk was even better friend. And uh, those guys are just really good friends of mine at the end of the day. Fuck anything else. Um, those guys are just my homies. They want to help me out and they are in a position to do that. And so whenever I go into in clubhouse rooms, I don't raise my hand. They just bring me up on the stage if they're, you know, moderating the room. One of those times I, I came in, it was a Jake Paul room, I believe. And uh, he was like buying people's artwork or something like that. They wanted to introduce me to him. And Paolo was like, uh, yo, Jake, you need to check out my, my guy, Corey Van Lu's work. His, his art's really sick. And uh, he like looked at my my profile photo and he said, I like your pink jacket. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I, I don't know how long, maybe a few hours. Uh, he DM'd me on Instagram, said, yo, I want to do a you know, collab, you know, and uh, we should do some, you know, do some work. And then um, let me hit you up. He called me. We've been talking and, uh you know, we came up, you know, we called and talked to each other, you know, three or four times and we came up with a dope idea. And then I sent him, uh, you know, drawing and then uh, a digital drawing, a vector version of what I wanted to create. And then he approved it. He liked it. And then now I'm painting it. So that's where we're at. (laughs) Um, I guess I mean a little more on the collab, uh, what really, what really got me, I mean, it's Jake Paul. So, you know, there's a lot that comes with that. So uh, me being a black man and him wanting to depict a particular moment where he's defeating a black man, uh, beating down a black man, mm-hmm. actually is uh, 
was very uh it's a uh, tearing for me you know kind of it tears me because you know i'm a black man in this in in this community and i'm really advocating for black people but i'm also having to depict this moment but it's so real because that's exactly what we go through and so why not depict this historical moment that's a light touch of displaying the fucked up shit that's actually going on out in the streets and all of this shit. It's also an, an enlightening thing because Jake has had to go through so much bullshit himself and naysayers and having to grow up on YouTube and not really know what real life is like. And like now finding out like how to be a man and like he's going through this whole boxing thing and kind of reinventing himself and, and wanting to help me out and giving me a platform to do that. And I don't know, this, this painting is going to say a lot just by that just by us working together i don't even have to do much so uh yeah <laughs> it's like the, it's like the da vinci moment yeah you know? it's a, that's why i'm saying i'm playing da vinci now because uh yeah it's it's really happening now <laughs> yeah man i i Corey, i appreciate that bro and i love that you're bringing in the race conversation very forward and very presently like I started following you back in November of last year. So I know that you're someone that always likes to give back to the community, to black artists community specifically. And you're starting to navigate some really dynamic circles in terms of, in terms of inclusivity and your opinion, what does the future community look like for empowering black artists into the NFT space? You know, it's going to take people like me to show others how to do it. As I continue on, I only hope that, what I do inspires other Black artists to continue to empower the community and the people around them. Um, that's mainly what it is. Uh, when I got on a stage with the, you know, Snoop Dogg and, and uh, the game on Clubhouse a couple weeks ago, I had got to, you know, explain to them what what I do in the space when I, when I, you know, or sell some NFTs for a substantial amount of money, I, I give it right back to the community. I go back buy other artists work. And that really stuck with Snoop Dogg. He really thought that needs to be heard in our community. People need to know that I need to say that loud and say I'm proud when I do that, do that kind of stuff. So that's why I'm very vocal when I'm buying um, other artists work. Um, on Twitter, on my Instagram, every time I do, because uh, I know the feeling. I think it's dope when people do the same for me. I know that a retweet could could lead to <laughs> some crazy things. So uh, I, I don't ever hesitate to hit the retweet button for the front for my homies if they ask for it. Uh, That's pretty awesome, man. I remember that clubhouse room where uh, Snoop and Game were talking about him being discovered at the gas station. And, mm -hmm. and, and like, I feel like Clubhouse is now the gas station, like right for the metaverse. It's like, yo, I got to discover <laughs> there. And I remember, I love the humility that you bring into these conversations, Corey. Like you still are very incredibly grounded. I, I hear you on Clubhouse. I hear you, I see you on Twitter. I see you on Instagram. You know, what does your legacy look like? Are you concerned with legacy? And if so, what does that look like for you? I'm creating generational wealth. I want Van Lu to be like bigger than Rothschild. So um, oh, painting, painting is just like painting to me right now is simple and easy. Like creating artwork is just like easy stuff. Creating like spreading a message through artwork is easy. I want to, I'm, I'm diving into architecture and sculpture and, and philanthropy. 
So those are the, those, that's, that's a real artist. If you can do all of those things too. And I mean, obviously if you can draft and draw and paint as Da Vinci, uh, you can, that's cool. But if you can spread a, a, a message, uh, you know, I've, I have a theory with my brother, it's called the theory of transmission. And it's basically a, uh, uh, a Bible, you know, basic instructions before leaving earth, just kind of what you, what we do on the planet. Um, and how we how we evolve every day, um, and the what we're saying and what we put out there in the world is a, is a transmission, and we get feedback response from the people. So when we're posting on Instagram, those likes, uh, we're trying to get likes and all of this stuff, and that's our feedback response. And when we get what, the one that we want, we we finally tune our our transmissions uh, to the to those likes that that feedback response that we want, and then. We evolved because now we've turned our our different things. We've bounced all of our ideas into this finely tuned thing to get from those feedback responses, um, and that's kind of like how my artwork has really come to what it is um, from the theory of transmission. It all started with you know my little brother uh, being born. He's six years younger than me. I watched him come out of my mother's womb. I was the first one to hold him. My parents weren't around very much when I was when we were kids, so I had to teach him a lot and 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 feed us and do all of these things. And so uh, I got to go through life six years before him, and so I got to transmit what I learned those six years before him to him, and he kind of got to learn. And we were best; we've always been best friends ever since he came out. So now, like now that we're like becoming men, and you know, he, and we can do like, you know, go live our own lives and things. Uh, we're still together and working together on our business. And he's like going to school and getting like a scholarly understanding of what it is that I'm figuring out somehow by myself without having to go to school. And he's, it's like, I come up with these ideas or I'm doing like these uh, business strategies and he under, he knows these the terms for them, but I'm just doing them some cost, subconsciously. So it's like this theory of transmission thing that we have going on, and uh, uh, I have it on my Instagram. Um, just like a a quick dive in, if you go onto my Instagram live feed, there's there's a like a intro into that, and I've been updating it, um, you know, here and there just to uh, show people. Um, I'm actually like doing something and that's a lot more than just art, something that's going to get like a Nobel peace prize or something like that in, in, the, in the future. That's beautiful, man. And I, I love um, hearing how, you know, and, and getting a better understanding just of, of how those experiences have shaped you and, and kind of have made you who you are. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, mm -hmm. I, I love, I love that. Um, I love that you brought up the idea of generational wealth, because I think that's a really important um really important issue and um, an area where for not for the black community and for other underrepresented communities in this country, there's never been a level playing field. And, and mm -hmm. I'm curious, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on how um, the, like, you know, this technology might be able to create opportunities um, to reset that a little bit, because I know, you know, the traditional art world has a representation problem. The crypto mm -hmm. world has a representation problem. But it, and and I don't think any of us want to see the NFT space and, and everything that develops, you know, suffer from the same stru uh, structural issues that have existed before it. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts there, and then also love to hear what what like philanthropy causes speak to you. So I like to look at this kind of like like SoundCloud rat, like how that like 
how it like kind of popped up. It gave it gave a level playing field for everybody to go make music and monetize it and and sell their sell their work. I think that's kind of what's happening right now. I think that as long as the black community knows that you can do that, it's going to be fine. And um, we, it's not like we don't have access to the, this type of technology or anything. We all have phones and and um, computers. And if we don't, I I am also working on you know helping you know communities out that don't have you know iPads and in computers and stuff. I want to donate money. Working with e money, um, I forget. If, how how to like pronounce her name but uh eat money on instagram she uh she's working on a, an initiative or a, a charity type of thing for you know uh, or less fortunate uh community communities that don't have you know the right technology to create nfts or anything like that so providing schools or children with uh ipads or something like that just to create digital art and then i would like to show up to these schools and do talks and just kind of like show them like like i'm tatted up like i'm I'm a street guy. Like I've been, you know, in I've been in the streets and I've had to, I've been homeless. I've, I've, you know, just tell them my story pretty much, and uh, you know, show them that you can get up and get out and and do it through this. It's another way, you know. You don't have to be a, a sports star or a rapper. You could be an artist, you know, because I think that's something new and that's really empowering. Just to see another person that looks like you doing something on that level. We always see like rappers and 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 sports and and actors doing it, like for for us as black people that's like mainly what we see and now i feel like it's it's starting to grow into more things like you know models and all this other all this other shit um but uh i think it's important that we have artists that are young and relevant with the times you know and and involved with like the now because it, it doesn't do us any good to have like these old like black artists that are successful and not really like fucking like involved with like rap music and shit like that they're just like still fucking with white people you know like i want them to like i carry james marshall's dope and shit but like no shade or anything i just don't see him as like a uh, you know influence to me like it doesn't like i don't see him like it i don't know it just doesn't like rappers influence me more than that guy so it's like I should have, like, I want my, oh, I don't have an artist, like, Basquiat's dead, like, that was, that was the one, so, like, I would like to be somebody like that for the Black community, and as far as philanthropy goes, man, I, I don't want to do anything that anybody else has done, I want to just do what feels right to me, so I, I, I can't really tell you, like, if there's anything that's really that inspiring to me, but one artist that really inspires me probably like the biggest inspiration to me is um, James Terrell and he works with, you know, light and form and space. And he does creates like outdoor spaces, uh, public spaces that melt your mind. It's kind of like put you in a different realm. And I would like to do that and create like free artworks, you know, places for you to take you in another realm. And, you know, that, that being like, you know, a place to somehow generate positivity for people it's a place where you go and you feel happy and it's just like an automatic happy zone like every you go there and you feel enlightened and empowered and that'd be like like a, a way of you know being philanthropic dude that's incredibly empowering to hear you speak with such conviction around the future that you want to see created and making waves for others to follow that's really important and i love that 
your incredibly real round rep- representation and speaking to your tattoos and making sure you speak to the audience. I'd like, I love that you have a dog whistle of a voice, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of like the people who need to listen to your message will hear it and they'll follow mm-hmm. in that light, man. I know philanthropy in the future is really important for you because you're shaping it right now. But in your opinion, what does the future of NFTs look like? And what do you have coming up? I think the future of NFTs similar to ready player one kind of vibes, just cause like, that's just like what we've seen. You know, it's hard to tell. I feel like it's just going to get accepted. Everybody's going to have it. We're going to be able to, you know, walk down the streets and uh, there's going to be like ads for NFTs or something like that. I mean, come on, Taco Bell's dropping NFTs. All these, all these big, huge, you know, companies are getting into it. And uh, yeah, I don't see that not happening. Of course, it's going to happen. and It's going to continue to happen. And that's only going to mean that this is going to evolve into something even more than we can understand. So yeah, I think some something similar to, you know, Ready Player One kind of thing where it's everywhere we walk around with I mean, I had to get an Oculus because I wanted to see what it was what it was like to be experience this stuff in VR and it's incredible and for this to be like the very beginning for VR I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I can't wait till like Apple and everybody gets into this. It's going to be incredible. So in that sense, yeah, there's, I think like the VR, AR, immersing real world with uh, the metaverse is going to be where NFTs is going. That's going to be like the, the starting link to everything. Oh yeah. What do I have coming up next? Uh, so we spoke on the Jake Paul thing. Um, Jake Paul's, you know, dope. We're going to do, uh, you know, I don't know how much I can speak on it, but, uh, you know, it's going to be cool. It's for the people. It's really for the people. I wouldn't do it if it was for, wasn't for the community. Uh, it's not going to be no cash grab bullshit. So um, I, I, that's a fact. Um, <laughs> I, w- I probably won't be making much money. I really don't care for the money. This is all for like just this moment I'm depicting in time. It's going to be fucking epic. And nobody can get the fucking painting because it's going to go on his wall. And the only way you can enjoy that artwork is if you buy that NFT. So possibly I have some big, some big things. I can't really say too much. I don't want to say too much just in case. But, uh, you know, like I had a big uh, toy company hit me up that that they deal with a lot of toys that we've all played with as kids. So um, I'll be doing some cool things with them, it sounds like uh creating nfts and maybe some product with them you know uh, splashing my colorway uh the pink and blue and yellows on everything is what's going to happen so anytime that you see that colorway just know it's Corey van blue and just yeah that's i'm just going to start splashing that everywhere and you're going to see it in hotels you're going to see it in just everywhere you look all you know and that's just going to remind you of me <laughs> and happy and smiles and you know, smoke a weed. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I already do. Like it already does when I see it in my feed. But I, you know, I think I speak for 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 both of us. We are very excited to see you in the metaverse as well. All so, right. and it's it's been it's been great chatting with you. Um, really great to to get to know a bit more behind um, you know, story behind the artistry. And I uh, can't wait to see what you do next. Really excited for you. All right, guys. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a great time to be alive. Um, you know, like I said, uh, earlier I'm aligning myself with the stars and, um, I don't believe in coincidences anymore because, uh, a lot of things have been happening that I've called in, in, in the past. And, uh, you know, just keep watching. You're going to see that I'm just one of those people of time that 
is like a god amongst us. So let's go. Thanks for being yeah. here, Corey. We will yeah, I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you. Alejandro, that was quite the conversation. Uh, you know, what really stood out to me from talking to Corey was just how dedicated he is to championing diversity in this community, to ensuring that the promise of this technology does not pass anyone by. Um, he's got an incredible amount of uh, confidence in his own creative vision. Uh, and it was just, it was an electric conversation from start to finish. What stood out to you? Matt, you're absolutely right. It was an electrifying conversation. I think the, the, the best thing that stood out for me was his marriage of faith and confidence, like how he brings his faith and he, how openly he speaks with and about God was really powerful to see, especially in an artist that's based on technology. That was really, really awesome. And just like his love for the Medici family and how he wants to bring that Renaissance bit like back to the current system. And I think I love that. And believe it or not, I have faith that he's going to accomplish that. I wouldn't bet against Corey Van Lu. <laughs> that's for sure that's for sure well thank you every, everyone for listening uh nft now podcast catch us every wednesday uh and be sure to to check out our newsletter uh go to nftnow.co and sign up there um we always got some great analysis and uh and insights there so uh until next time 